right, everybody. Welcome to So We Did a Thing podcast. I am your host, Tracy Lee, with my co-host, Kiana Latisse. And we are doing episode three today. This Yay. is kind of... This is a little fun for me because I've kind of been thinking about this on so many different levels. But we are going to be talking about the differences between a nano business, a micro business and a small business. So before we get into some questions, because I never I don't even have questions. Right? I just kind of like wrote down what it is. Yeah. Um, all right. So I'm going to start with the entrepreneur. So the entrepreneur to me is the umbrella of all of these Um businesses and the entrepreneur is defined as a person who takes an idea product or service and does whatever is needed to bring to the market and produces revenue for themselves mm. that's an entrepreneur oh i thought there was some risk involved like they shoulder uh, all the risk yes and all it that. is okay all right, yeah. all right. <laughs> i just want to add because i had looked it yeah. up too and i was so, like there's no risk in that yeah, definition um, there's a whole lot of risk yes well <laughs> as as any business owner there is risk, right. period. But no matter how you define yourself, <laughs> S-Corp, L-Corp, whatever, whatever risk. there is risk. Um, okay. And so the small, let's go with the nano. Mm-hmm. So the nano business is a small typic, small business typically owned by a family, uh, small in scale, home-like, informal atmosphere, unsophisticated. And when I say, uns- or when I use the word unsophisticated, I'm talking maybe in technology or, or inventory. Oh, okay. Right. And like that. Systems. Not like saying your customer service is unsophisticated right, no, or... Being in yeah, place. exactly. Right. So that's like, to so me... So like you Google this and that's what you found for Nano? Mm-hmm. There's a thing? Well, yeah. I thought you made it up. I did. I, I, did. <laughs> <laughs> I did, but then when I did the research for the episode, oh, this is what I found. Because yeah. okay. <laughs> I, I was going to make up my own, but then they came I up. mean, but I because you say that, but it was well, that really mean it. I'm just giving the definition, then we're going to get into what my definition See is. See how she does me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, y'all. Sorry, okay. sorry, Keith. <laughs> All right, so that's the nano. The micro definition is five or less employees. Okay. Um, and fewer than $100,000. Mm. Right? Oh, we didn't even get into money for nano. Mm. Nano is you, you making it. No, I didn't even. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, there was no. Um, numbers they were just like dude yeah <laughs> yeah you got you paid your bills you right got <laughs> okay so that's the micro and then the small business is defined as independently owned operated company that is limited in size and revenue depending on the industry so okay. the industry will determine a lot of the numbers that we've seen before and we've talked about yeah um it's not publicly traded and the business finance is personally guaranteed by owner. Hmm? That's what a small business is defined as. That's what it's defined as, yeah. Because the SBA got something completely different. I got that from the SBA. You did? Mm-hmm. Well, so it's industry specific mm-hmm. is what they're saying? Mm-hmm. All right, we need to get into that industry specificity. Yeah. Because. Um, so the SBA, again, there are very varying numbers depending on the industry. But I just used the, uh, this one. SBA defines a maximum of. Well, no, between 250 employees to 1,500 employees is or less. So anywhere in between 250 and 1,500 is a small business. And if your revenue is less than 500,000, that is defined as a small business. Oh, okay. That's what the SBA said. Yep. Go down. SBA defined it. What did you find? So when I looked at the SBA and they were talking about small businesses, the number of employees didn't match that. But for industry specific... Um, a lot of the industries were making 
upwards of $1.5 million to be considered. So the 500,000, I find that very interesting that that would even have been listed because um, most of those businesses, and I guess they can look at the employees too Mm -hmm. as a criterion for categorizing as, which would put you in that 500,000. But the industries, they're looking at 1.5 and more Mm -hmm. in revenue. So which industry did you? So healthcare was 12 million to be considered a small business. Right. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, well, one day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even look into... Because um, you looked up your NAICS or... No, I just looked up general, okay. small business. You know, everybody can do their own industry specific mm-hmm. for a small business. But really, for me, what got me even thinking was when we were having the conversation and when they talk about small business, they're not talking about us, which mm-hmm. is what brought in the nano and the micro right. um, of the business. So I'll just give what my... Uh, so for me, nano... I like the word entrepreneur. I know for a lot of businesses new, mm-hmm. like compared to like mom and pop, or, mm-hmm. you know, small business or whatever the case may be. Um, but I'm not using entrepreneur as much as I anymore as I would because I am a nanopreneur. And okay. to, for me, a nanopreneur is one person, mm-hmm. maybe two. And usually it's a spouse or a family member mm-hmm. who's like helping you out. Um, and you're pretty much just getting started and you don't have no money. Right. You don't have any money. You make it enough just to, and again, y'all, I'm really talking about me personally, <laughs> right? So I'm not, um, so that's the nano. And then the micro is, as it's defined, your you might be in business five years or more, uh-huh. right? Um, you do have maybe a staff of five or more to me because if you, I mean, you figure in these people got 250 yeah. and you got five to 150, you still a micro business, right. you know what I'm saying? Um, and then if you're making that, you know, $100,000, usually you might be making between 100000 to a half a million or more oh, in, right. in a micro, mm-hmm. right? Because if you're in your industry mm-hmm. and they're making $12 million and you are making $4 million, which is a lot, that's still considered micro, micro right. for your industry and your business. Um, but then, you know, with the small businesses, and I say all that to say, when you're looking for funding, when you're looking for these loans that they are giving, forgivable grants, whatever. You need to know where you fall. You need to know where you fall. Right. And most of us, at least I know, I fall into, they're not looking for me. How about that? I'm, you know, I'm I'm going to the, the pitching competitions. Mm-hmm. Where, to get some funding. Yes. Uh, you're going to family and friends. You're taking the money and putting it right back into your, your business, business right. and that is where most of us are coming from when we're getting started in our businesses and there's definitely a, a misstep mm-hmm. because even when we went to um i look forward to getting to know black girl ventures mm-hmm. and how they are are they going to service my type of business that's so small or is it going to be more on the micro small business level you know like do I have to get and then here's the other part that I wanted to get into really quickly a lot of times too when you are looking for funding whether it be a loan or whatever they want you to have been in business for three years Mm. before you need to be able to show your numbers right? right but three years meaning you have had to have established your LLC and EIN. You probably didn't make any money. Right. Right. But if you just signed up for all of that stuff, you're not making anything. They 
They don't want to touch you. They're not even looking at you. No. So you have to have at least three years with those things established, money made or not. Right. So for them to even Consider have you. you sit at the table. And that's even some programs, right? Like just yes. certain business programs. Yes. And there's there's a wide gap yes. there. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's they're saying that and, and this is and I'm not sure if you were done, but I'm just I find it very interesting when they say, you know, you gotta bootstrap until you bootstrap. And it's yeah. like, so you're telling me I gotta get myself to this point, I gotta make this certain amount of money, and then you look at me, and then you and then it's like, well, if I fought to get here. I'm trying to understand how I really need you. Did you hear the story of Honeypot? It sounds familiar, but refresh, please. I don't really know it totally, okay. but I'll just give you what I saw. Mm-hmm. So she did a, she's in Target, mm-hmm. Honeypot, a Black-owned business, Black-owned female business. And Honeypot is a uh, sanitary um, wellness, okay. all-natural vegan type mm-hmm. stuff for and so she did a commercial with Target and I can't remember what her it offended a lot of white women right <laughs> and so the way that I believe the story went again I didn't follow it all the way through they gave her bad reviews right and then in response to that I don't know who exactly or how but I'm going to go with black Twitter, mm-hmm. got wind of it, and then Honeypot doubled in sales because mm-hmm. everybody went out and started getting it and then started doing actual reviews. And again, you guys, please don't quote me on okay. the, the process of, what of really the story, but right. this is the overall general. You can, she did an a interview on um, The Breakfast Club. Okay. So you can check out that interview to mm-hmm. get specifics about like the whole, they went through the whole everything. And she was just talking about how hard it was for her to get capital mm. for her business. And so she was saying that the reason for her commercial was so that brown girls, mm-hmm. young brown girls or brown girls in general could see that when you go to pitch your product, that uh, people with the money would see that there is money to be the made thing. in their investment because right. that is part of the issue is that, you know, you go in and they're like, oh, we don't see the money in it. And da, 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 da. when you come in as a black person, right. a black woman, mainly black women, because black men can go in and still get funding more so than, than we, we can, yeah. less than white men and right. white women, but still more, more than, than we us. can. Mm-hmm. And so um, she was just saying that that was her mission was to let people know and the investors know mm-hmm. that the money is here. Right. We are a, this is going to be we, a blah, 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 blah dollar blah. business mm-hmm. and you need to get in, you know, blah, 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 whatever. And that's why, you know, that this, this, I watched this after we went to the black girl venture oh, okay. coming together. And so I'm looking forward to seeing what that can look like for a micro, a nano, nano really nano business mm-hmm. you know what i mean because eventually i'll be in the micro level right and then and hopefully to you know at least the small business level right i would i would i want to achieve that not even to be recognized by the sba but that is yeah for me personally right. yeah and, and you know being able to fund and pay my staff right. and make sure that people can take care of themselves and their families and me and my family, you know, different things like that. But um, yeah, I just thought that her story was very interesting. I look into it. Yeah, it was it was really good. It was really good. Her interview. I didn't even get to watch all of it, but I knew because I had saw some stuff on my Facebook about okay. people going to Target and buying it out and you know doing all this other stuff. Good, 
Woo woo for the support. Absolutely, for Definitely sure. Definitely needed. But it just goes back to African Americans spend trillions of dollars. Trillions of dollars. And I can get into Black Wall Street, mm-hmm. I can get into oh, the money circulating, right. but it's really okay. I'll give a, a really quick example of the money circulating for me, right? There's a young lady that lives down the street from the store. She does dinners, mm-hmm. right? And she came in one day and needed some containers because mm-hmm. she didn't have any more. She needed containers and I had the containers and she needed like lemons, okay. right? So we bartered. Mm-hmm. She got the stuff that she needed and she sent down a platter. Okay. That was one way mm-hmm. the money got circulated, right? right? The other way was I made my money mm-hmm. and then I closed up and ordered from her, mm-hmm. paid her mm-hmm. money. Right. And yeah, so that goes. That's exactly, right? right. So then there's a barber who lives right down the street. He works down the street. His shop is down the street. Again, I made my money, went and got my hair cut. That's, uh, and I think that we've gotten so far away from that because we all shop online and we like right. go to the department stores and, you know, different, different things like that that we kind of forget. How the circulation goes, and then there's and we can actually we now are allowed to go and do that thing. That was a piece of why it stayed within our community is because we were limited in where in the beginning, right? So many many moons ago, well, not many moons ago, but yes, that was the thing. But I also think currently most stores are not black owned in our black neighborhoods, so you miss. Mm-hmm. How it circulates. Right. You go to the poppy store. Poppy may live upstairs mm-hmm. or whatever, but they ain't buying from. They don't come. They're the poppy store on the corner for me. They don't come and buy juices and smoothies mm-hmm. from me. So they're not circulating that money in, in the, the community. The community that they live in, right? Right. Or that they at least have a business. In. Exactly. So um, the Chinese store, same thing. We go and we patronize, and the money you know is is funneled. We pay them and then it goes out out immediately. So again, for me, it was very humbling Mm -hmm. to literally see my dollars go from it came from the neighborhood to me, Mm -hmm. me to the young lady, and then even Mm -hmm. down to To the the barber. And so again, we get so uh, disconnected in that because we went online. You know, most stores in our neighborhood, nobody owns Mm -hmm. that look like us. Right. And so, so that dollar does not stay. Going back to the nano, the you know, everybody's all, you know, buy business on hashtag, black on hashtag, and that's great and I love it. But we get to we miss hmm, the the actual staying in the community. Yeah, you miss it because you don't even I mean now with this whole corona thing happening. First of all, we do sell produce here at Juice Box, but nobody really recognizes our store to be a store to get their produce. They're going to go to the Fresh Grocer. Right. They're going to go to the Produce Junction. They're going to even go to Poppy before they come here mm. to get their produce. So that's one of the reasons why we're phasing out the produce portion okay. here at the store. But nevertheless, the neighbors aren't breaking down my door mm. to buy a lemon, to buy their celery, to buy their onion right they're not so they taking it to the corporation mm-hmm. fresh grocer or they're taking it to the people that don't look like us and don't live or patronize they ain't getting their hair done around here because that's pretty much they don't send their kids to the daycare around here because those are the heavy businesses in our neighborhood that's owned by us 
hair salons, barbers, and daycares. Right. You might get a soul food place. Here and there. That, that's us. Right. Right. And that's now so there's a little bit of a move of more juice bars or mm-hmm. health. But again, it's three of us in West Philly mm. that I know of. At least I'm actually on this side of West Philly. Right. On this side. Okay. Because it might be someone on the other side. But then you got a lot of Asians in their car, in their trucks, mm-hmm. doing smoothies and juices. Not even juices, just doing smoothies. Mm-hmm. So again, I say right. all that to say just to kind of give the circulation of the money and like I said I was very humbled to absolutely see it be able it happen and go damn that's what that's like that's how and when when we had no option why that dollar would stay in the neighborhood for it was circulating a hundred times at least I remember reading that 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 dollar would stay and I mean that dollar moved moved, moved, you talk about some community velocity yeah I mean that dollar went from and then it and then it yeah, and, and, and it kept going. Right, and, and it, it kept going. <laughs> and it kept going before it ever went out. And it probably didn't go out until maybe the grocery store yeah. had to get more inventory. Maybe. Maybe, because that's who maybe was supplying them. But you figure the cleaners, the hairdresser, the... The food, haberdasher, the, all of the seamstress. The pharmacy. All the, of it. Right. All, all of it. On the, on the avenue. Yeah. Everybody did the avenue right. and you know yeah, did their yeah. whole thing. So and we and that is absolutely lost now. It is not just in the black communities, but right. all in over a, in, right. in well, the world. It's a global, yeah. Because your your dollar now goes hell. Your your point your zero one zero one zero one zero one mm-hmm. can go straight to and I'm not picking on Switzerland, but can go straight to Switzerland and then go to you know, uh, New, the Netherlands, Australia, and then come back to the U.S. So yeah. it's not even... But a, not back into your neighborhood. No, definitely yeah. not back into your neighborhood. Sure. So that's amazing. And, and it's funny because now that you talk about the barber, I know um, my son gripes about going to the barber, which I, 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 I'm, I'm, I have my whole background about that. But um, I have done my due diligence when it comes to certain services. One, I don't fight about pricing. Mm-hmm. And two, um, I like that he can walk around the corner Absolutely. and go to the barber. And I like he that, should be able to. Right, that goes yeah. into, you know, um, Joe's pocket. And, mm-hmm. you know, although Joe doesn't necessarily live in a neighborhood, but at least I know that I'm patronizing, mm-hmm. you know, um, black owned businesses when mm-hmm. when my dollar is going out of my mm-hmm. wallet. It's mm-hmm. very easy to get caught up in being able to give like. I actually found myself throughout Corona really, funnily enough, staying in the the places that were closer to my in-laws, mm-hmm. looking for the supplies and stuff mm-hmm. that we need. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was at the family that the family dollar, and they had they had all the toilet paper. How about they ain't run out not one stinking bit? How about that <laughs> the family dollar, the the save a lot, yeah. and the the all these. I'm like, yeah. I I actually was grateful for the fact that. The run was happening in the suburbs, yeah, and then I could still, yeah, go outside, right, and, and not get, be, yeah, and have less likelihood of the contact. Mm-hmm. But you know, that is the move that we um, are looking towards more than anything. Like we at we were at the YMCA down the street from us. Um, the kids aren't doing karate right now, but they'll be doing karate in the spring, and that's around the corner from us, right? Um, yeah, so you know. I'm definitely looking for more in my neighborhood because not only 
just the circulation and the community aspect of it, I don't even feel like driving. Mm. Because, again, having my own business, having my time, my time is very valuable yeah. right now. And I don't want to spend an hour driving you to something that I have to sit for an hour right. and, and then bring you back, back an hour, maybe an hour traffic. and 30 because of traffic. Right. And now... Excuse me, I already struggle with cooking. Mm -hmm. So now I'm supposed to get home at nine o'clock at night and feed y'all right. when I'm gonna just grab it while I'm out. It's but if I have you walking around a the corner, then I have extra time. And and so I'm on that other end, right? Because so our kids, we we were in suburb in the suburbs. Mm -hmm. And um actually I like so I'm non-domesticated. I say this to people all the time. There are aspects of being a home runner, right? The coordinator and the CEO, CFO of mm -hmm. your household mm -hmm. um, that I just didn't want to pick up. And I, I'll cook. I love to cook, but I don't like to do it every day. Mm -hmm. So being with our in-laws has taken some of that off of me. Mm -hmm. um, having to worry about getting up and go to my business meetings or take the kids and who's going to watch and logistics and, as you said, driving mm -hmm. and editing. Mm -hmm. But... The, we still go out, I say I was to say, we still take our daughter out because her cyber school is in Westchester mm -hmm. um, and we still drive out there. And as we think about what our next step looks like, mm -hmm. you know, that's that's a big part because um, I grew up in Washington, D.C. I've always had public transportation available to yeah, me because if something happens to my car, I need to still be able to get around to and fro. Right. So, you know, to, to and then to see a lot of, you know, the gentrification in the other areas of Philly, but now see it start to walk itself in this direction, but also seeing businesses coming back to our community, mm -hmm. you know, and, and thrive, mm -hmm. right? Flourish and thrive. Mm -hmm. um, it's really forcing me to be aware, change my perspective and be open. You have to. Be you have open. to because I think that you would do yourself a disservice. Um, and again, if city life is for you, some people say life is not for them. It's not about, um, I think for a lot of us, I would go with Gen X. Mm -hmm. We thought success meant moving out. Yeah. Right? And so I think for a lot of us, we're deprogramming um, all of that thought process and stigma. Um, and then, like you said, seeing the, the changes, I mean, I'm, I see it every day now because of me being in the store on a daily basis. It's just the changes that are happening. And honestly, in five years, this neighborhood is not going to look the same. And then in 10 years, oh it's going to be so different. And to be here while it's all happening. It. It's the, right. And to be a part of it and to be a proponent for. Yeah. I'm, I, you know, I would say gentrification. So growing up in a district and leaving and coming back and leaving and coming back and watching my home change. Mm -hmm. To the point where I get off of a metro station and I don't know where the hell I am anymore. Mm -hmm. um, saddens me because, as you said, Gen X, we were taught mm -hmm. the success looked like. Mm -hmm. So by being taught that, mm -hmm. we left and believing it. Right, and believing yeah. it and, and subscribing to it yes. and living it yep. and all of that. Yep. Right? And all of that. Like, oh, we right. got to move out here. And, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's, it's funny because I watch my friends do Like, I watch so many people do it. And I'm not knocking it because that was what we, that was our thing. Mm -hmm. um, but it allowed for DC to no longer be Chocolate City. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and I, I was just saying to a Lyft driver, I was like, you know, as somebody who watched gentrification in DC and pretty much had a sideline and couldn't do anything about it, mm -hmm. I do see Philly doing it different. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. And I appreciate as an outsider who's not really an outsider because yeah, I'm DC born, Philly raised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as somebody who saw it somewhere else, Philly is at least saying our neighborhoods need to hold their character and our, you know, because you have some homes that were dilapidated and needed to go that need to be rebuilt and all this. But for the most part, especially in West Philly, as it's moving its way out, mm-hmm. West Philly's maintaining this character. Right. Like the folks who were gentrifying and moving in, they gotta slide right in. Like yeah. it's not a yeah. oh, we're gonna take over. It's like, yeah. no, you need to slide yeah. into right. Because yeah. that's yeah. that's what we're about. So I appreciate the progress and I'm 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 so glad you brought that up because before I think we we saw it as something that was an affront and an assault. Mm-hmm. And we begrudgingly watched it. Mm-hmm. And I think Philly's doing a really good job in participating in it, enjoying the fruits of it. Mm-hmm. And for um, those that are staying aware, right, aware. For those that are yeah. aware. But it, surprisingly enough, there's a lot more of us that are aware. Absolutely. Um, than we were. And I always find that, and as you said, you said this in the in our intro episode, and I think maybe in our intro that we don't end up somewhere by accident. Mm-hmm. And I find the fact that I left Philly mm-hmm. and now I'm I'm forced. And it was a force because it was like, you need, this is where you need to be. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm forced here, I'm like, I, I'm glad I'm not in the suburbs. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and I'm not knocking the suburbs. Right. But I have friends who are like in Chester Springs and I'm going, I would go kookaloo if I was this far away from an urban setting just right. because of my my jeans yeah, and, and what I'm comfortable right, with. Right. Like you, I grew up in Philly. I heard. I was on and off the train and trolley and the bus. It was it gave me so much independence, mm. not having to wait on my mom and dad, mm-hmm. or not having to wait on my sister or my brother to come get me, or I could still and I did almost everything in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So even though I caught the bus, it was like literally a five minute bus ride. Right. Or a minute <laughs> bus ride. You know what I mean? I didn't feel like walking, but I could walk mm-hmm. if I needed to, if I didn't have the money, if I had but I wanted to get to practice or you know, well, whatever right. like that. It so, was within and so it didn't it didn't take away from my mom having to leave her job to make sure that I know, mom, I'm going to I got practice today. Okay, great. She knew what time to expect me, you know, that right. kind of stuff. But clearly it's different because you got cell phones now. Yeah. But nonetheless, there is definitely a part of me that doesn't want to move too far. Mm. Um, because I want my kids to out my face mm-hmm. and you, and where you, you can get on. Where you going? Right. All right, bye. 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 Go get go metro, whatever we got now, right. whatever they call it. Before it was tokens and train yeah, yeah, but now you got a key card, whatever. But right, enjoy yourself and go. And so that's the other thing that moving back into the city because um, so our you know Nate yeah. is in the Philly Boys Choir and that taking him downtown the last two years has been it's I kicked rocks. Yeah. So this year I said early on I was said to both kids, you coming from Nan and Granddad's at this point. You could get your ass on the trolley. Y'all know how to change. Lee, you could go with him. You could sit in a little Starbucks. I'll give you a little couple dollars. Yeah. So you can play with your phone while you wait for your brother. Y'all could go downtown. You ain't even got to come straight home. Right. You go downtown, right. hang out a little bit, right. and then just text me when you... Because I... It's too much. It's, I, I'm just... I, it's too I much. am over because driving. And then, and then you get into a... Not that I won't be a soccer mom. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be. I know. But I, I mean, if, if my kids are like adamant about, you know, I want to do this and it's only offered this way, right. then that's fine. But 
I don't want to do any of that. I, I you know, never, and again, never because I didn't do that. Right. I went on my own. I did on my own. And so now it starts with the neighborhood. So right. the neighborhood's offering something. Right. So then you I want say, you to go and then you in say. the neighborhood. Right. And so, um, but yeah, so just the community factor. So I'm going to ask you this. Mm-hmm. And I think this is great for our difference between nano micro and small business what do you believe is the responsibility of the business owner in the community i i'm gonna say and what are you doing in your business or what do you what plans do you have to do in your business to go with the responsibility so as a business owner because i'm virtual mm-hmm. right we're a virtual firm mm-hmm. uh we meet people where they are right um but I still have a responsibility to the community in which I live, which now is my in-laws community. Um, I make sure that within reason, as we talk about time and movement and all that, that I'm going to the captain's meetings and that I'm showing my face when it comes which to captain that. Is this? So um, for us as 19th district, and I have to say, when we first moved in, I didn't like 19th. I didn't like what they did and how they interacted. I'm seeing some positive changes because of change in leadership expectations and administration. Um, and I want to be a part of that positive change. So I go to the captain's meetings in 19D. I go to the PSA meetings when I have an opportunity. I go to um, the student, the government um, stuff at UPenn because UPenn, whether people want to admit this or not, is part of our community. Absolutely, yeah. Right? It's West Philly. Right. Yeah. So anything West Philly to is me, part University of City, West Philly, down the bottom, all, it, all of that I'm, is still I'm a part that. of, yeah. And I would like to side of the even Southwest. Right. You know, it's still part. Yeah. Yep. And so, um, and even, so as a business owner, um, I I believe that it's my responsibility to touch people positively, mm-hmm. right? And um, how that looks is, and I'm, I'm not gonna hold you. I'm gonna be real honest with the the audience. Um, my re- relationship with the police has not been the greatest. Okay. And recognizing in Philly, just in general, just in general okay. I'm, <laughs> oof. Right. That's a therapy session. Um, <laughs> maybe That's sick. a change you. It sure And then you can text them. Right, right. right. Um, but so my relationship with the cops was has not has been rocky mm-hmm. in the sense of not that the, I have run-ins, but I'm not a fan. Mm-hmm. And I just, one of the reasons is I question authority. And just because you have it doesn't mean you're supposed to have it. Right. Um, but the other thing is I know that about myself. I don't want my kids to feel that way. Of course. Right? So we, I make sure my kids in whatever space that I go to, whether it's at WeWork, because I have an office space down there, um, I take them there and we interact with the cops and the so forth and so on, the security and whatever. Um, But I also think as a business owner, it's my responsibility to treat people not as I want to be treated, but to treat people as people and with respect and to um, just see them because we are not seen in our day to day. So it's definitely my responsibility when it comes to whatever level I'm on to see people for the value that they bring. And if you piss me off to know that, yo, you pissed me off today, but I'm not going to treat you like that tomorrow. Right. Oh, yeah. It's a new day. It's a new day. Right. So I'm, I'm wiping your slate and my slate clean. Okay. Um, but definitely getting involved and depending on wherever the business lands, 
I am going to be an active member of that community. You, you're going to see me. You're going to hear me. I'm going to make phone calls. I'm going to report things that aren't, no matter who you are. Right. If you're doing something you're not supposed to, it's my responsibility as a community member, as a business owner, as a, as a, as a, to make sure that my community is as upstanding as it can be and should be. And I have that expectation. Yeah. I'm gonna come off a soapbox. Yeah, no, that's good. <laughs> um, for juice box um, in the storefront, definitely a te- just different, not mm-hmm. better or worse, whatever. Right, but different. different. Yeah, um, it's, it's a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. Not a lot, but it's a responsibility that I was not aware of. Okay, see that. Um, it's not that it's a lot, but I just didn't consider it when I thought about opening mm-hmm. up the storefront and things like that. Um, and so, like you, I don't go to anything right now. <laughs> I mean, but you on a whole nother life level too, right. though. So you all, I don't go to anything right now. But I do plan on going to the district because we live in the 18th district, mm-hmm. but the store is in the 19th district. So I need to be going to both, right? Um, and I will eventually. Um, there is a Cobb's Creek organization that I'm gonna, yeah, I'm, gonna like to yeah, I'm friends too. with them, so I get to see what, what they do. Doing. But I wanna, I started going then anyway, but right. I'm gonna start going back. Um, to you know, even if it's just a few hours or in a few minutes, they only meet I think once a month anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely want to get more into that aspect of it, and then um, that's like short term something I can really do. And then with the with the weather changing, it kind of yeah, like makes it a little different. So I'm definitely gonna like you know make it a point to be more visible um, after Corona. Okay. Yeah, right, right. right now. <laughs> Um, but then on the like kind of long term, what I would like to do is I would hope, I think 2021, I might host my first kids 5k oh. or like 3k or two okay. and a half k or something like that. Um, for like the kids. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but I would, I kind of want to move into that realm okay. as far as like giving back, um, or becoming more visible mm-hmm. in the community and doing it from a health standpoint. And then, of course, get the kids involved, get the families involved, right. and, you know, that kind of stuff. So that's like a long term as far as um, like getting in the community. And then by doing that, it will make me more aware that the, I'm going to become... State representative, she's right up the street. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go introduce myself to her. But then the thing that I'm doing is going to make them aware of who I am. You know what I mean? Right. So I don't want to always be, hey, right. I want to like be doing me. And they're like, hey, yeah, I have something. Hey, you know, right. something like that. So that is organically that we're like coming together or meeting or whatever the case may be. Because she was at a event last summer that I was at and I went and I introduced myself and everything but it was nice that she was there and I didn't even know she was there but I just wanted to kind of you know but I kind of want to get into um that aspect of it because it's important to let the people know that you're there right um and not just there doing this but you're actually there in the community you care about it you're being a member of it you're active yeah exactly yeah right and so um but yeah so it's just interesting that like I said I never really thought about that responsibility mm-hmm. but it is for sure a responsibility and it's probably a little bit more weighted on and it might just be something I'm placing on myself but it's weighted on me and my husband because we are a black owned business mm-hmm. and we live in the neighborhood and we are active 
active in the neighborhood. We don't just live here and shut ourselves up in the house and then go out to some other area right. to patronize and do, you know, whatever. whatever like that. So, you know, it's different aspects of um, those things that I find very interesting. But it is something that as you guys are moving in your business, mm -hmm. considering how do you want to show up? in the community that you are in, even right. if it's in an aspect of, even if you provide a service, mm -hmm. is there coaching yeah. that could be involved in that for the or community that you something. serve? You know right. what I'm saying? So, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, different things like that. Anything else you want to share about? Um, I think that was, I no, just, you know, being very conscious of, just to wrap it up, a little summary, mm -hmm. um, being very conscious of where you fall within that spectrum of business, mm -hmm. um, understanding what your industry standards are, what the SBA recognizes you as, and then um, setting your sights on what makes sense for you, uh, I think is important instead of just worrying about how somebody else is going to recognize and validate you. And then, you know, be involved in the community that you live in, mm -hmm. as well as the community that you serve, if they're two different places. Yeah, absolutely, for sure, because that's probably something that we are moving, mm -hmm. not tomorrow, <laughs> but eventually, and we probably will not be as close mm -hmm. to this area as yes. we are currently, but just because we leave the neighborhood, we still have our foot in the neighborhood, and yeah. I, I, don't, I personally don't want to lose sight of the importance of that. Of course, and yeah. and showing up for the neighbors because right. sometimes you know, only the business owner is the one that's going to show up. Right. Sometimes something will happen and the cops come right to you like, mm -hmm. did you see me? you be like, um, can you get out? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm kidding, that's never right. Uh, but, that's real. But yeah, um, like, you know, I watch TV and be like, why they do that? Why they do that? So no matter what, and that's something that I did struggle with, was like, well, if we move, like, how do we still be impactful? Right. I'm here. My, right. my, my, my business is here. You know, whether you own property, even if you own property someplace else, you are part, part of, that of that community. community. Don't just come in and you, you as the landlord still need to be going to these I, hello, organizations, hello, yeah. you know, going yes. to the neighborhood, showing whatever, up. showing your face, showing your mm. interest, because even if your tenants don't care, you should care yes. about how your neighborhood is moving and changing. So, you know, different things like that. It's not just about coming in and just making money. You can come in, make money, and still serve. Right. And I think that... Um, well, we're both very service-oriented. That's true. And I, but I think that as a business owner, sometimes you may only come into it financially. Mm -hmm. and, and then you get hit with, oh, shit, I do provide yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm serving like I'm serving and I need the, to step that up a little bit yeah 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 and then again, it can be beyond just my business right. it can be you know in other ways too so that's the end of that but thank okay. you guys for everything this has been uh, episode three of so we did a thing podcast I am your host Tracy Lee with my co-host Kiana Latisse and we will see you on the next episode